police in the morning. A serial killer is on the loose in Palm City, and the police are without a clue. The city's first female detective, Lisa Ryder, is assigned to the case to uncover the baffling mystery. Beautiful prostitutes are being paid to play, but now the game has turned to murder. One by one, they are stalked and brutally slain by a masked murderer the cops call Zipperface. As the victims of the killer's rampage mount, Detective Ryder must go undercover to catch this madman, only to discover that she has become the killer's ultimate fantasy. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week two of VHS month, where every movie we're watching, I own a copy of on VHS. We're taking a look at the 1992 film Zipper Face. Because I have it and I've never watched it. It's one of those very lesser-known slasher films that, like, I think you and maybe two other people own a copy of. Yeah, so let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. You already heard what the back of the VHS box had to say. Let's start with the top today, Paul. Alright, sounds good. Want me to kick things off? Sure. Alright, so number three. I thought this film was overall pretty decently paced. Like, there were some in-between scenes that kind of made the film a little bit longer that were unnecessary. Like, they'd show somebody, like, walking out of a door, the next entering a car, and, like, you could have just showed them going into the car and left out the whole of them walking slowly out the door. But overall, like, I thought most of the scenes led to the next one in advance of the plot or the characters to some extent. So, overall, pretty well. It progressed pretty well. Number two. So, despite it being a rather low-budget film and having generally cheap quality, I thought the cinematography in, in, a, in a few scenes was actually pretty good. The Between the light, creative use of, use of lighting and the atmosphere, um, it was visually pretty good, all things considered. And number one. So, this movie had a whole lineup of suspects, uh, potential killers, and it really makes you... It really leaves you guessing at who it was. Like, each one of them, I thought, could have been the killer at some point. It was um, pretty good as far as a murder mystery for the most part. For me, number three. The killer actually racks up a modest kill count. I mean, for being a no-name, unknown killer. I think he got, what was like, five or six kills throughout the film. Most off-screen, but take what you can get. Number two. There is a shot that they use twice in the movie with people walking down this beautifully blue-lit hallway that's all filled with fog, and I I really like that scene. It's uh, very, very reminiscent of my haunted house days. Very atmospheric. And then, number one, just like Paul said, they, they do a good job painting different characters as suspects, giving several different people the motive and opportunity to actually be the killer in this film. And that brings us to the bottom three for this movie. All right. See. Oh, and it's spoiler alerts, friends, if, if you haven't seen this movie in the last, like, three decades that it's been out. Yeah, we're going to ruin the twist. We're going to tell you who the killer is. There's no way to do this review without it. So, going on with that, number three. For a movie about hookers being murdered and, like, you know, the killer being some weird BDSM guy wearing a gimp suit 
there was surprisingly no nudity at all. I mean, it's not a major thing, but if you're expecting it, which by the movies we watch, you was kind of expecting it. It it's there, not there. There was like one picture in the background of the photographer studio that was like a single tit, like. But I I, I don't think that really counts. No, it, it does not count. Number two, considering the fact that, like I said, the killer had this BDSM theme going on, his methods of killing were really uninspired and kind of lame. They mostly just consisted of him stabbing people with a machete. Occasionally he'd choke, pe- choke someone and they'd die really fast, and I think at one point he throws some woman off a building. But, I mean, you've got all this BDSM equipment, and you're supposed to be some kind of psychopathic murderer. Like, come on, guy, do better. Like, what's even the point of the whole BDSM thing at that point? Like, I was hoping, like, you know, he'd, he'd like, whip somebody's head off or something like that, or, you know, strangle somebody with a ball gag. I don't know, something. Like, you, you gotta do better than that. Come on, guys. And number one, so, like I said, spoilers, the killer is... The mayor's husband. And, yeah, this is a bit of a problem because we barely see him in the film. He's the only the only male character other than, I think, the lead detect, the, the chief of police who's not focused on at all. He's just in the background in a couple scenes, and that's it. There's no reason to have given him this. And I feel like the reason why they made him the killer is so that they can say, oh, bitch, you didn't get sat. I'm like, of course I didn't guess it, because he's a non-fucking character. Yeah, I mean, there was a point in the movie where I was just like, every time they introduced a killer, I was like, hey, that person could be the killer. So, I mean, I did guess it, but at the same time, it was kind of just a crapshoot. Yeah, he. everyone else had, like, a moment where, like, the light was shined on them. It's like, could it be them? Maybe. I don't know. And then it's just some guy. Like, fuck that. So, for me... Number three. So there's a sex scene where there's no nudity. And it only lasts for, like, three seconds. But they have, like, this crazy high-pitched, like, scary, like, murder music going on. Like, like it, it's music that should be in a scene where someone's getting killed. Not a three-second sex scene. And it was just, like, the most out-of-place music that I've heard in a very, very long time. Um, they clearly had, like, one track that they'd use, and, yeah, they, yeah. they, they it, were it, basically fast-forward sexy. I mean, it, it did make me laugh, but it did not make me laugh because I enjoyed it. It just, it made me laugh because it was, like, so, so stupid and shit-tacular. It Num- definitely was not intentional. <laughs> Number two. Like Paul had mentioned, there were a lot of little scenes which just basically are there to add length to the movie. Um, I mean, I understand to get movies released at that time, you know, the early 90s, you had to meet your time quota, and so I'm sure a lot of little stuff was thrown in there just to extend the time, but really, you cut it easily cut 15 minutes out of this movie. Yeah, there are even scenes where they just, like, show somebody's expression longer than they should have, and you kind of see, like, the actor or actress is like, is the camera still rolling? Like, do I have to keep smiling? So really kind of awkward at times and then in case you didn't guess it my number one of course is the killer twist at the Fucking end bullshit. because through the whole movie there's three characters that they focus on and give you hints and give them opportunity and motive and you know everything works 
that any one of these three people could be the killer, and it would make sense. But no, no, it's the fucking mayor's goddamn husband because... It was an accident. Like, like literally, that's the explanation. You couldn't guess it, that. It was an accident. I didn't mean to kill the first one, and then I just, I just, I just had to keep doing it. Addicted to like, it. Like, like, well, you know, he had to cover up the murder, but even though they didn't know who he was. Or... But it was, yeah, it was fucking stupid. It was like seriously, everybody else, you dropped clues and hints and everything else about, except for him. And he ends up being the one. And like I said, I mean, I really was like, every time they introduced a new character, I was like, that person could be the killer. And and it turns out that that was the right way to do it because it didn't make sense who was the killer anyway. It reminds me of in fucking, yeah, I'm going to spoil another movie, a bit more well-known film, fucking Saw. Like, the killer is the guy in the fucking floor. Like, who is that guy? Oh, he was the guy in the cost in the in the fucking hospital. Oh, he's an interesting guy. You shouldn't be talking that way. That's your fucking hint. The fucking dead body isn't actually dead. He's the fucking killer. He's also the guy in the fucking um in the fucking hospital in that one scene. Like, it's a fucking bullshit twist, and it's just there to be like, oh, I bet you didn't guess that. Of course I didn't guess it, because it's fucking stupid. Like, that's not a mystery. That's not like you have no real reason to believe that that was there like you can say like later on oh well it was kind of hinted because um um they said the guy's name was john and john has a j in it and you know i i don't fucking know there's a bathtub or you're something supposed like to that. check off to this movie and jay and check off and john will have j's yeah but, it's yeah. fucking like I, I fucking hate movies like that. You're not clever. You're just being a dick. Like, you didn't allow... You're trying to, like, act... It's like they're trying to act like they're smarter than the audience. You're like, oh, man, you didn't guess it. You're so dumb. Like, yeah, of course I can guess it. You didn't give me any fucking clues to guess it. Yeah, I would have had a lot more respect for this movie had they actually made one of those three people that they focused on be the killer. Like, like it didn't matter which one would have been the killer. Like, I would have been like, ah, n- nice job, movie. It's like, yeah, I can kind of see that. Sure, or, why not? Or if they would have taken, like, the clue route and all three people were the killer. Like, like they all had a gimp suit and they were all working in tandem to murder the hookers to make a hooker-free town or something. Would, I don't know, like... It, it would be great if, like, they all just happened to be murdering hookers without, like, any of them knowing it and they're like, wait, another murder? Wait, what's going on here? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Something that we really didn't talk about was the dialogue for this film, so let's give it our good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, Thank you for coming, my dear. You've been a bad slut. I knew it. This was a bad idea. It's like a goddamn hooker convention. This is the part where we both listen to something other than our heads. Take control of whatever the hell is up your ass. That's where I keep my nude photos. Don't burst your bladder. That ends this edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. So, Zipper Face is your standard slasher fare. But, then again, it, it is a better BDSM movie than Fifty Shades of Grey, and a better love story than Twilight. It's really nothing special, and easy to see how it would be lost among the plethora of slasher flicks out there. But, it's just a simple and enjoyable whodunit horror film. Would I ever go out of my way to see it? Nope. But if I was channel surfing and it was on, 
I'd definitely leave it on. Zipperface is a lesser-known slasher murder mystery film, which for the most part plays everything by the numbers. A masked man kills people, leaving the police to try to figure out who's behind it all. There is this BDSM theme that's mostly just for aesthetic purposes and really doesn't play into anything, which is a real disappointment because it seems like a missed opportunity. As the film progresses, the audience is introduced to an array of characters, each with a motive, making for a fun mystery. At least that's what I would have said, if not for the bullshit ending in which you find out that the killer is basically just some guy who's in a couple scenes and has absolutely no motive for any of it, and yeah, he's, he's just some guy, like, fucking, fucking bullshit. Like, it's not a mystery at that point, it's just, you know... You're just being a dick. Like, don't don't make movies like that. It's it's not fair, and yeah, you're just, you're just being a dick. It's a worse twist ending than the Scooby-Doo porn. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, basically, if you could just ignore or get past the bullshit ending, it's not a bad film. It's not great. It's a typical low-budget slasher film. Maybe... You know, maybe once you get to the ending and they're about to take the guy's mask off, just turn the movie off and, you know, just imagine who it is. It'll, it'll be a coin. better. Yeah. It was the one cop. No, it was it was the photographer. No, it was, It you was know, the car. It was old man Jenkins. Like, it, it, yeah, anything would have been better than what we fucking got. So, use your imagination, people. Well, you know, whether you want to make it more fun, forget about it, or just have a good time in general... There's always ways that you can drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone uses the word hooker, take a drink. Number two, every time a car is being driven, take a drink. Number three, whenever anyone is in the chief's office, take a drink. Number four, anytime zipper face gets hit in the balls, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's VHS month, Anytime somebody mentions a location, take a drink. And bonus, if you're actually watching it on VHS, anytime your tracking kicks in, take a drink. Every time you see a badge, take a drink. Every time someone acts suspicious, take a drink. Every time the one cop complains about Detective Ryder getting promoted over him, take a drink. Every time Zipper Face unsheathes his machete, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. If you have any other thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you leave us a comment or iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, and my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats, where at bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links for right below. We come to the end of week two for VHS month. Um... I think it's pretty obvious in the number two spot is Zipperface because fuck the ending. And uh, in number one, Bloodsucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh. It was just an all-around fun movie. Yeah, mine's going to be a little surprising. I actually put Bloodsucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh as the second one because, yeah, there were no Bloodsucking Pharaohs, whatever the fuck you want to say, vampires. And... Yeah, it's built on a bed of lies. Yeah, I just felt very lied to. The movie seemed very long, and a lot of things just didn't seem to add up. I mean, it was... I thought it was pretty funny at times, but... I don't know. It was... It was alright. But, Zipperface ignoring the real shit ending, and my god, was it shitty. It wasn't that bad of a film. It was shorter, it 
felt like everything had a purpose. It was overall a pretty well done film. Just ignore the fucking ending. Just like I said, right before they're gonna take some masks, turn off the fucking tape. Don't fucking do it. it I mean, at least Zipperface has a killer with a zipper face yeah. in it. At, le- at least it's honest. It's not fucking <laughs> lying to me to try to fucking watch it. Like, oh, it's called Blood Sucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh. Are there are there blood sucking pharaohs? Nope. Well, fuck you. Does it take place in Pittsburgh? We don't know. It takes place in some city. It might be Pittsburgh. It might be. I don't know. All we know is it's not Las Vegas. Well. As this week is over, um, you know, another VHS that I have um, that I'm, I'm excited, I don't know if Paul's ever seen, is the 1986 classic Night of the Creeps. I haven't seen this one, but I've heard a lot about it. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we- <laughs>